Office politics is something we have all experienced and sometimes it can be tough to deal with. Many different factors come into play. People don't always agree and there are clashes, making you wonder if the arguments are genuine or if there is a hidden reason. We often find ourselves contemplating how to communicate with certain individuals or if our actions are appropriate in the office environment. On another note, many of these disagreements are just based on our perceptions and could have been avoided through better communication. So in this episode, we'll break down office politics and explore how to navigate it without compromising our ethics. Today, we are joined by Gitanjali Pandit. She's an award-winning and best-selling author, a columnist, and a TEDx and global keynote speaker. Gitanjali's bestseller, Buddha at Work, is globally acclaimed and in her extensive human resource career, she has worked with companies like Feedback Ventures and EIH in senior HR roles. She has also been the CHRO of the Inyarude Group, the Indian Express Group and Z Media Corporation. She's a transformation storyteller and success coach helping individuals to succeed at work and relationships. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks. From make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers. To people-related complexities like handling a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. Workwise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to Workwise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. Gidanjali Pandit, welcome to Workwise at Nokri. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Some of us are blessed. Are blessed to have some people in our organization sure. who make our lives difficult. First of all, how to understand that, yes, we are a victim of office politics. What's experience like? Interesting question. Let's take a step back and understand what is happening in offices, what is happening at work, and what is happening at workplaces. We associate politics with all negativity that is happening around us. And two things stand out about what is called politics. Backstabbing and flatchery. Mm-hmm. Right? This is the usual definition of politics. If you look at it in a more nuanced fashion, it could be stealing credit. Mm-hmm. It could be misinformation. It could be manipulation. And at the extreme end, it could be harassment mm-hmm. of some kind. Right? Those are elements. Most people are not facing the extreme element. Mm-hmm. And therefore, let's call this negative behavior in an office rather than office politics. Okay. Yes, we could have a special someone at work who seems to dislike us mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And if that special someone is a boss, sometimes it could even be someone reporting in to me, someone on my team who is abrasive, who is aggressive. I must equip myself with the right understanding, uh, with the right perspective, and then the right steps of how to deal with it. Then how do you like draw this line that he is a victim, he's not a victim? How can you say that this is extreme, this is not extreme? Someone who has worked really hard and someone else takes any credit mm-hmm. for your work. Mm-hmm. Isn't that... Yes, I'm saying that, that is extreme. That's I'm saying that that is extreme. So what is it subtle as for you? What is subtle? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what is subtle is a conversation which, you know, puts me down. That's a little more subtle, isn't mm-hmm. it? If I uh, walk up to my boss and I say, 
uh, Devas, uh, you know, clocks in late in the morning. That could be a statement of fact. Maybe Devas is clocking in late mm -hmm. in the morning. Right? So um, rather than labeling it as politics, mm -hmm. uh, I might have to look inward and say, what is prompting me to say this? And if, if it was you, you could look at the statement and saying, is there something that I need to be doing differently? Mm -hmm. Why is this being reported against me? Or why has this come about? What is it that I need to do differently to address this? So it's not politics, politics. It's just a perspective. And it is someone who thought that they should go and mention it in a conversation or mention it even more formally. Why do people do this? Well, <laughs> that's a whole sea of psychology at work there. Let's say that you come in habitually late to work. Okay. And let's say that someone goes and reports you about it, right? They could be doing this because they genuinely feel stressed about your coming late to work. Maybe it increases their workload. Maybe as a work. Yes, yes, right. Maybe it's increased their workload. Maybe uh, they've been put to a lot of discomfort. Or you know, the last time they came in late. And they, they were pulled up, right? And yet Divas hasn't been uh, pulled up, you know, all the times that he's been coming in late to work. So the natural reaction is to say, don't tell me, tell him. He's the one who's been coming in later to work than I have. And he comes in more regularly late to work than I do. And yet, yet I got, uh, you know, pulled out on this one, got called out on this one. So it could be just that. Or it could be done with great malice, right? I know performance appraisal is around the corner. I know that eventually, you know, my appraisal, my increment, and perhaps the next promotional opportunity is going to be a direct competition between you and me. Mm -hmm. And then I decide that, uh, well, work-wise, I have work-wise. I have no, uh, nothing to take you down on. And I might just go and do this, right? So those are the prompts that people have to go and do this. But when I step up mm -hmm. to pull someone down, when I step up to say that there's nothing positive about our work environment, when I step up to say this company doesn't work well on these, these, these elements, when I step up to say that leadership here is no good, I too am contributing to politics. And at that time, I'm not terming it politics. I'm terming it my response, my reaction, my frustration, office gossip, whatever it be, right? At that time, I'm adding to the negativity. But I'm not seeing it as adding to politics. And neither you are going to take any action on it, and neither am I. But it's going to remain in the conversation. It's not about improving the organization where we work. It's not about changing anything positively uh, about our work environment. It's not motivated and it's not going to the right years in the right way. You know, how we put it forward is also not happening in the right way uh, to the right people. So it's just negativity. People prefer to just have a conversation or they vent out their feelings with their colleagues because they think that they can't approach their seniors mm. and they won't just never understand. Mm -hmm. So they just like, okay, let me share it with you that, you know, what has happened, that person like this and this and this and this. And eventually that becomes a gossip and they just get expelled down. So what can be done in that scenario? I think um, if I was, when I look back and I had the wisdom that I have today, and if I was starting out my career or I was in the first five years of my career, three years of my career, I would learn to hold this back, mm. this 
venting, I would learn to hold back because it is not constructive. I have to learn to be more mindful of my response to situations and to people in order to create positive outcomes. Now, whether you want to call this a takeaway from psychology or you want to call it a takeaway from life, you want to call it a takeaway from spirituality, this is how life works. The other aspect yes. of it is the extreme end of toxicity, whether it is harassment, whether it is intimidation, whether it is misinformation and stealing of that credit that we spoke about. In that case, step up. Understand first, understand what is happening. Don't rush to judgment. Step up to take the responsibility of fixing the problem, going to the right person with that in a way which is not, which is not about putting down the person or the team who, who has worked against you, but it is about reporting it in the right way to the right person at the right time in the right manner. What do I mean in the right manner? Not being reactive, judgmental or emotional, in which case the message is going to get lost. Then it looks like it's a very personal antipathy to someone. Mm -hmm. It's personal animosity. And the moment that message goes across that this, this is personally motivated or it is motivated by something else which is factual other than factual, then the response is going to be different. Do you even feel that as an individual, the role of communication plays a pivotal role mm -hmm. where the gaps and the misunderstanding, they pop up and that leads to upper politics? Yes, yes, it does. What can be done? Actionable steps. I think the first actionable step is to look within and understand how am I talking to people, step one. Mm -hmm. How am I talking about people when they are not there? And, you know, I have five things which I hold against her now, right? That's, that's the instant response. But if I am able to take a step back at that and understand that the person who's come to report this to me could either be telling something which is factually not right, could have misinterpreted or misheard something that they are now saying. Maybe their intent is right. Maybe they're not lying. The second choice is we alter our interpretation of that. So we've got these two. To say that I'm completely disempowered where I am and therefore I have to suffer the toxicity of this place is incorrect. We don't have to suffer the toxicity. We have to find solutions. Talk to boss. Also one possibility. Mm -hmm. But bosses too have limitations. Bosses also have limitations. They cannot alter the entire... Even CEOs. I've worked with enough CEOs. I've, I work with CXOs even today. There are real limitations and of course there are perceived limitations of what they can do, what they can accomplish uh, for their team members. It's not as if they are absolute owners and therefore there is absolute playground to do what they wish to do because there's so many checks and balances uh, within the system and uh, appropriate ones and some uh, of the subtle um, influence which exists within an organization. And of course, they, they have their own difficulties. To, to say that my problems can be fixed by my boss 100% may not always be true. It is less likely to be true. What else can be done apart from the statement of your boss? What else can be done? Let's say that uh, speaking with, one, with the boss is one option. Um, I think if there is someone... Um, wise enough in uh, human resources, that's another option uh, to go and, you know, chat with them in a way which doesn't uh, blow back on you 
<laughs> you know, because uh, well, if you approach them, you have to be yeah. very mindful of what you're doing and when mm-hmm. you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and this this could be a situation with someone who's suffering because of their boss, right? Because that was a situation that you and I were just talking about. Sit back and think: Is a solution possible from the boss's boss, or is the problem being created by the boss's boss? Is actually your boss trying to protect you? or shield you against some other negative influence right what steps can be taken to build strong professional relationships without getting entangled in office politics yeah, the moment you try to question. connect with the who's and who's of the industry the godfather and the one who can just like, take you ahead along with them you never know when you are sucked up if that's a word i think um, for professional networking we have to be very good observers of people in a relationship you have to spend time with people right. and that starts with with gossip so how do you avoid getting you know being away from gossip well, i think it uh, starts from there right just a casual chat and then if you say that you know what i don't get into this they're not accepting the part of circle you know you don't get the insight that okay who is the person who you have to be in touch with there are many things to gossip about yeah. without uh, bringing it so close to home that it converts into office politics there is the world of cinema to gossip about have your fill nobody is going to call you up and say oh this is office politics there is a whole world of uh, golf there is a whole world of other interests outside of office there is a whole world of um, food of art of hospitality uh, of sports right it's all out there why why is it that the gossip has to come down and rest with the person who is working with us slogging with us from morning to night let's disassociate that gossip from that person for now and put it on someone who is not known to us but is possibly um you know more in the public eye it could be a, a piece of art it could be a cinema it could be something else it is about conversation there is a human need to reach out and converse let's expand the circle of conversation now help me understand that as an individual who has just joined the organization he has a friend circle who says that you know they come over for a party and then the conversation is about the office is about the boss he wants to like talk about the cinema and the golf but then if he has to come that group what he should do should he contribute or should he stay mum i think if you are in a situation like that you find yourself in a situation like that it's very advisable to say something positive or keep about quiet the organization about the person yes or keep quiet because when the party ends your line is going to be sticking in someone's mind in their head and in their approach to you at work it alters perceptions and no matter how valid or how reasonable you think you are being chances are that and if it gets reported back then what your line is the only one that's going to get reported the rest of it is not going to get reported it is not considered and it's very hurtful to bring people down uh, whether they are there not there let's say that the conversation was about what is going wrong in the office could i have said at that time if only we do this things will be better then that's a positive spin on it right that's a positive suggestion i think we should do this it really give us great results thing about negativity is that it spreads much faster than positivity 
the one way is that you are kind of ignored. but go and enjoy the party okay that's for sure yeah <laughs> take take up that invite go and enjoy uh, yourself at the party so one way could be that you are ignoring that if people talking about things i'm out of it you, you guys can go on right however if change the conversation is another option yes that's what you can do i mean like plug in the positive part of it so that the direction changes and there is more of or simply say that we are at work 18 hours a day i'm not not 18 hours a day let's say 12 hours a day <laughs> you know uh, 12 hours a day uh, let's not talk about work at this party let's talk of other things that could be a very positive change of direction But if you have to report that something is going wrong yes that is, is a way yes and if you report you have repercussions as well yeah which you might be aware of So, what is the process to report and then being prepared for the repercussion that might follow? I think the first thing is to be very clear of what you're reporting against, whom you're reporting, and to whom you're reporting. This entire series. Let's take some scenarios. Yes. Scenario where you're reporting against your colleague. Right. To your boss. Right. And your colleague is at fault. Right. There are some red flags which yes. you have noticed. He yes. hasn't. Right. So, as a good, good employee, you right. want to highlight it. Right. What was the process? So, the process is to have an informal conversation with the boss. With the boss. Like after you have asked yourself the question, where is this stemming from? Is the prompt positive? Is the prompt out of malice? Is the prompt out of insecurity? The prompt, the inner prompt, is very critical because it shapes the conversation. It shapes the extent to which we are going to go. it shapes the narrative and have we taken into consideration the fallout on the colleague is it something that is zero tolerance for the for the company is it going to mean uh, a severance for that person i give you yet one more scenario that person's wife is in her seventh month of pregnancy and that person is entirely dependent on the medical insurance provided by the company what are you going to do have you thought through the repercussions of that not just on yourself that of course we'll come to in a moment but have you thought through the repercussions on that colleague mm. what did they do have you as a peer as a colleague have you tried having less emotional conversation with that person first mm. before you believe that the only resort is to go and report it to your boss have you tried addressing it with them in the corporate world there there are enough checks and balances to be able to address this it is important for people who are starting their career it is important for people in the first few years of the career to understand where the centers of power truly are the center of power may actually not be your boss he may be as helpless or he may be in it a case number 2 where you find some gaps in your boss or the top of the hierarchy you have the authority you may have your perspective but as for you you are right that yeah this should be done they cannot see it but this should be done whom to report and if they raise their voice the repercussion the same thing it's not i think we don't have to be very fearful of uh, repercussions every time uh, which is not to say that you have to rush in heedlessly uh, but even you are cautious enough about a 360 degree a uh, perspective of fallout hmm. on other people not just on oneself alone and there's something that needs to be reported please do it please do it very factually please do it based on your research 
please do it with the completion so that it takes it gets taken cognizance of but at the same time also learn how to take a no when i have put in a lot of work i put in a lot of effort and i am i am very sincere in what i am saying i am doing i have a tendency to get hurt when i hear a no but they don't listen to me they don't next time i i won't lady shout yes Yes. I should show them with yes. my fashion figures and data facts. Yes. Okay, this is the yes. what I saw. Yes. And then take that no a little uh, objectively because it may not be about you. I may have done my homework. It may I may have done my three sixty view, but if I'm, you know, at a higher uh, platform, my three sixty view is also very different from what it is yeah. uh, below there, right? So, uh, and there could be other factors. There could be financial factors. The company is not able to implement it. Mm-hmm. uh the boss has a bias that's fine the boss is a human being at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh they have a bias bide your time and that idea is so good you can employ it in your next place of employment you could use it there it may come to fruition in a year or two but have patience the problem is my behavior my response my reaction furthers office politics when i'm very short sighted i'm very impatient it doesn't further office politics when i take the longer term you then things are easier but if i'm impatient and i want things done now and i'm shorter sort of sighted on that short sighted on that then there is a problem i got a pretty realistic perspective on how to navigate through office politics and this so much for the insight and then it was profound insight and i realized and this is that i have done in my journey because of my perspective from here not from here and in learning from you in this conversation was great thank you so much thank you very much for having me on workwise and um, i hope uh, to see you again and i hope that everyone who's uh, uh, joining us on workwise today is going to go back with very concrete steps uh, to deal with toxicity negativity and what is called office politics at work be mindful <laughs> thank you so much most welcome Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Workwise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you are listening to this. Also do share this with your friends who would benefit from this episode. I'm Devas Gupta and you're listening to Workwise with Nokri, a career podcast from nokri.com produced by Wine Studios.